Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. Hi, welcome to this week's edition of the Pool Guy Show. Today I'm going to talk about all things sanitizer. Mainly I'll be focusing on the different types of chlorine that you can use in your pool. This week's podcast is brought to you by Inupools.com. Inupools has been helping pool owners find the right pool parts in 2001. With over 50,000 pool parts in stock, order online today and have the parts delivered right to your door. And this podcast is also brought to you by Riptide Pool Vacuum System. Riptide is a powerful vacuum system that gets large debris off the bottom of the pool rapidly. So if you do pool service or if you live in an area with a lot of debris in your pool, the Riptide would be a great choice for you. You can learn more about the Riptide at www.riptidevac.com. I also wanted to mention that I've been working on an app for your phone or device. And currently it's available on Google Play. And I'm having a little trouble getting it up on Apple. I've been talking to their support. Um, but I hopefully will have it on in the Apple App Store uh, shortly. Hopefully by the time this podcast airs, I'll have it in there. If not, it'll be a following week. But if you go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, you go to the homepage and you scroll down, you're going to see the link to um, install the app on your phone. So what's on the app is links to my website, to my YouTube videos, also to my blog and my podcast. And there's also helpful links to different calculators for your pool. There's a chemical dosage calculator link to um, the site, uh, the pool calculator. There's also an LSI calculator from Pentair on there, a pool volume calculator, and other helpful resources and links there. And the reason why I created the application is so that everything is right there in the app itself. And you could just stay in the app and go find all the resources you you need in one place right there from the app. So again, it's available on Google Play right now, and it's also available on the uh, HTML5 site, and it's going to be going up also on Windows and Amazon, and again on Apple as soon as I get the issue resolved with Apple, but who doesn't have problems with Apple? So that's something that I'm dealing with right now, but the application is definitely available if you have the proper device for it, which would be an Android phone or an Android tablet. So check that out. Let me let me know what you think about the app. It's also absolutely free, 100% free. I decided to absorb all the costs of the app, which is uh, really expensive to develop and actually to host every year on the different sites. But I feel that um, the charge 99 cents or $2 or $3 for the app would not be beneficial just for the fact that I myself don't like really paying for apps. And I wanted to make this resource available to everyone who owns a pool or is thinking about doing pool service. That's why I made the app 100% free. And it's also ad-free. I don't have any ads in there. Um, I could have sold ads, but I'd rather just have it as a pure 100% free resource. No ads, no fee to purchase the app. So that's available for you today. So again, you can get that at my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. It's on the homepage. Just click on that to download the app. So with that said, let me get to the subject at hand, which is 
the different sanitizers for your pool. And I'm going to just go over the ones that I normally would use on my route and suggest the best ones for you. I'm not going to go into a lot of technical detail of what each sanitizer has and all that. You can look those up individually if you wanted to on the internet. I'm just going to give you the basics behind each one, why I use them, why I don't recommend certain ones in certain cases, and cautions with each sanitizer. So the first one is liquid chlorine. And depending on your area, it could be really inexpensive, like Florida. And it's relatively expensive in California. Um, but it's still the number one way to sanitize a pool. I like the fact that it's fast, fast acting, that the percentage of the chlorine in my area is 12.5%, which is really strong. If you think about bleach, which is the same um, chemical, it has the same ingredients, but most household bleaches are about 6%. So you can see a gallon of liquid chlorine is much more powerful than a gallon of bleach. One caution when buying liquid chlorine at Home Depot and Walmart, the shelf life is not very long on the liquid chlorine. So if you have any laying, if they have them laying around on the shelf for a long time, it may be weaker. And usually the liquid chlorine at those locations are about 10% of uh, active uh, chlorine per volume. So um, definitely caution on that. I would get the chlorine from a reputable pool store. Leslie's Pools now carries liquid chlorine. Uh, mom and pop stores, Pinch a Penny, they should all carry liquid chlorine in their locations. And I definitely would recommend going to a physical pool store versus a hardware or apartment store to get the liquid chlorine. So there's a few things about the chlorine. The shelf life is short, which I mentioned. So if you have, if you're doing service, you want to rotate your stock, of course, that way you're using the fresh stuff first and you're not um, having chlorine get really old on you. You want to store it out of the sun because the sun actually deteriorates. So even though it's in a container, it will deteriorate the chlorine. It even has some leakage through the lid on top. That's how uh, much it deteriorates. So it does weaken really rapidly. Um, I would say the shelf life is definitely less than a year um, at best. If you've ever been to a customer, I have, I've been to customers where I take over the account and they have some of their chlorine back there. From Home Depot and I'll pour it in the pool it's just like pouring water in at that point it's there's no, no chlorine left I can even touch it with my hand and it won't be slimy um, it'll just be like water so and if you have bleach in your house you know the same thing happens with your bleach if you leave it in your laundry room too long it'll pretty much weaken and it won't be, won't be effective at all so that's one caution with using bleach or liquid chlorine the shelf life is shorter so you want to make sure that you have fresh stock when you're using that in a pool I'll move on to Cal Hypo. This is very popular now in Florida. A lot of guys I know are using Cal Hypo in pools. Uh, the, I guess the biggest caution I would have with the Cal Hypo is that it has a high pH, somewhere close to 12. And I guess I'll go back to liquid chlorine. The pH in liquid chlorine is a little high. It's going to raise your pH slightly in the pool, but not dramatically. So the pH of liquid chlorine is not going to make any change to the, the uh, pH much. It's actually the safest way to add chlorine to your pool is liquid chlorine. It really has very little side effects, so I really like it for that reason, and it's safe for all surface types. So CalHypo, again, it has a high pH of 12, and it does also raise the calcium hardness. Calcium hypochlorite is the actual, if I got that right, is the actual name of the product. We just call it CalHypo in the industry. And it comes in different percentages. Uh, typically, you're going to get the um, 
70, 60 to 75%, depending on the bag, you'll, you'll see it on there marked how much percentage of chlorine is in there. There's no conditioner in there, which is good, no stabilizer. They're also starting to make uh, or trying to make popular the CalHypo tablets or like the Trichlor tablets, but they're made of CalHypo. I'll talk more about Trichlor a little bit later in this podcast. And when you introduce CalHypo to the pool water, um, it could make it cloudy. If you're going to introduce it to a vinyl liner above ground pool, I suggest uh, mixing it in a bucket of water or pouring it directly in the skimmer. Since the pH is at 12, it's not going to do any damage at all to the equipment and it's not going to do any damage to anything. So you can pour it directly in the skimmer. Just make sure you're running the pool the normal eight hour cycle or if you're doing a cleanup of some kind because of algae, run it as long as possible to circulate the CalHypo. But I put it in the skimmer all the time. I've called the manufacturer, I've talked to the chemists there and the engineers, and they say that the skimmer is perfectly fine for that, and it's not going to cause any problems with the pool. So CalHypo is good, but caution, high pH raises calcium hardness, and it could make the water cloudy. I would say if you can, stick with liquid chlorine. Uh, but if you want to use CalHypo, it's really not harmful. You have those uh, things to make note of, though. I'll touch on Dichlor next. Dichlor is actually one of my favorites, except for one major drawback, and that is about half of it is uh, cyanuric acid or conditioner. So, you know, if you have Dichlor at 56%, which is the most common granular Dichlor, it is about half of that is cyanuric acid. So if you add one pound to a pool, you're adding half a pound of cyanuric acid to the pool, which will raise the cyanuric acid level in the pool, which typically is not good over time, uh, depending on the usage, splash out, and water loss in the pool. I do like dichlor because it's pH neutral, so it's not gonna move the pH one way or the other. It's convenient because it's granular, and it's safe for all surface types. You can sprinkle it in any surface type. It, just, it dissolves very rapidly in the pool. And I like it, but it has a long shelf life too. It has a, you know, at least a three-year shelf life. And it's good, except for the fact that it has conditioner in it. Um, but it's a really good sanitizer if you wanted to use Dichlor. I like the fact you can buy a 50-pound bucket of it, keep it in your truck, and use that. It doesn't take a lot of Dichlor to raise the chlorine level up either. So... Um, usually it comes with a small little measuring cup and a little bit goes a long way. So it's it's actually a really good way to stretch out your chemical budget if you're doing this as a living uh, service. So Dichlor is actually a good choice. A lot of guys use it and I do like it. Um, one thing you want to make note of is when I mentioned Dichlor, they also sell a Dichlor shock. And it's usually a low quality, low end shock, really inexpensive. And the problem with the dichlor shock is it will make the water very cloudy. So there's a difference between dichlor granular and the dichlor shock that you, can, you would buy on, at the pool store or the hardware store. And I definitely would not recommend the dichlor shock. If you're going to buy dichlor as a um, pool owner, definitely get the granular one. It comes in a bucket usually or a, a plastic container and not a bag. So stay away from the dichlor shock. It's definitely not not nearly as good as a product as the dichlor granular. Okay, next I'm going to talk about trichlor. And trichlor comes in three different forms that you can use if you do pool service. There's the trichlor tablets. Trichlor is trichlor cyanuric acid. 
So by me just saying the name, you know that there's cyanuric acid in there. Basically, rule of thumb, one three-inch tablet, about half of that is cyanuric acid. So um, if you're putting it, if you get a 50-pound bucket of trichlor tablets for your pool, uh, 25 pounds of that is cyanuric acid, which is quite a bit. So if you use the whole bucket in one season, uh, you will raise your cyanuric acid level quite high because you're putting 25 pounds of cyanuric acid in your pool during that season. So I guess one of the benefits of trichlor tablets is you don't need to add cyanuric acid at the beginning of the season because your pool will have high cyanuric acid. The drawback, of course, if your pool gets cyanuric acid levels over 150 parts per million, strange things start to happen with the water. You're going to have algae growing with high chlorine levels. The chlorine kill rate is slowed down. Uh, used to, we used to call that in the industry a chlorine lock, but really the chlorine is not locked up with the cyanuric acid. What it does is slows down how, how it bonds and unbonds with the cyanuric acid molecule. So if there's a lot of cyanuric acid in the water, the chlorine will bond and unbond slower with the cyanuric acid versus if the cyanuric acid level is at the ideal level, which is 30 to 50 parts per million, the chlorine molecule and the cyanuric acid molecule unbond and bond rapidly, which makes the chlorine much more effective. So the cyanuric acid, of course, is important in your pool to protect it from the sun, UV rays burning off the chlorine rapidly. I guess I should have noted that the um, liquid chlorine doesn't have cyanuric acid in it, so it's just purely uh, a liquid chlorine, and if you don't have cyanuric acid in the pool, it'll burn off pretty quickly. For instance, if you pour a gallon of liquid chlorine in a pool, there's no cyanuric acid at all in the pool, and it's sunny out, it's warm, your typical day in Texas or California, the chlorine will last about one or two hours in the pool and then burn off. So keep that in mind with liquid chlorine. But back to the trichlor, yeah, the drawback is the cyanuric acid in the tablet itself. So if you're gonna use tablets in a pool, I highly suggest using a limited amount. You don't wanna, you probably don't wanna go through the whole 50 pound bucket in one season. There would be a lot of cyanuric acid in the pool. So you could do a couple things to um, reduce the amount of trichlor that you use in the pool. You could use a mineral treatment like the Pool RX um, or the Remington Solar. Those, these are great ways to use the amount of chlorine you're going to use in your pool during the season. They actually um, enhance the chlorine. The Pool RX will eliminate the microalgae in the pool, making the chlorine more effective, meaning you'll use less chlorine, which means you use less tablets during the season. So I run almost all of my tablet pools with the Pool RX in there. Remington Solar is also an ionizer, so it'll actually um, kill the algae in the pool, so that'll allow you to use less chlorine too. You can go with either of those two to reduce the chlorine. You can go with the more expensive route, getting an ozone system put in, or a UV system, which has gotten a lot lower. I'll be doing some UV systems. Um, I'll be talking more about UV systems um, before the next season starts but those are also effective ways of extending or reducing the amount of chlorine you're going to use uh, week to week, which means you can use tablets in the pool without overloading it with cyanuric acid. You can also do a combination of tablets and liquid chlorine. This is very effective also. I do this on my route. I'll use one tablet in the floater. I'll also use liquid chlorine during the week to keep the chlorine level up, and that way I'm not putting in too many tablets and not raising the cyanuric acid level too high. So the tablets, again, 
uh, they also have a low pH of about two or three, this, the uh, trichlor. So when you're using tablets in the pool, you're not going to be adding a lot of acid, muriatic acid, because the pH will tend to be lower. Um, one caution with the tablets, if you're going to use it in a vinyl pool or fiberglass pool, fiberglass pool, most, most of the time you'll void your warranty when you use trichlor tablets in there. In a vinyl pool and fiberglass pool, the danger is that the pH is going to get even lower because there's no acid demand for that surface. Basically, it's a piece of plastic. So the acid demand's lower, and with the tablets in there, the pH is going to be dropping. So if you're using tablets in a vinyl fiberglass pool, keep an eye on the pH. It doesn't get too low. If it gets too low, it can be very corrosive. Of course, if you're swimming in a pool with low pH, you're going to have the itchy skin and the burning eyes which a lot of people associate with chlorine when it's actually the pH being too low causing that problem, but that's for another podcast. Um, there's a, two other forms of trichlor. There's the trichlor shock, and for the service industry, usually it's the super shock quick. It comes in a red bag. They also sell a blue lower um, percentage version, but the red bag, I think, is 67% trichlor active chlorine. So it's pretty powerful stuff. I carry these on my truck just because they're light. And if I need to drop one in at a stop, I have it on hand. I can drop it in. So it kind of supplements the liquid chlorine on my truck. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a good way to shock a pool because it doesn't um, add calcium to the water. And even though the trichlor pH is low, the shock bag is so fine that the pH is not really lowered down as if the tablets are melting in there all week long. So you may get a slight drop in the pH, but it's not going to be a dramatic drop as if there's a tablet melting in the pool all week long. So the shock bags, trichlor, are a good alternative. They may sell them in your local pool store. Generally, you'll find uh, Calhypo and Dichlor only in a local pool store. A lot of them don't stock the trichlor shock because it really smells. It has a really strong chemical odor to it. Um, just imagine a bucket of tablets, the smell coming out of there when you open the lid. So imagine a tablet ground up into a fine powder, and that's the kind of odor you get with the trichlor shock. So it's a very, very strong chemical smell. And if you're going to use it in a small body of water, like a spa or a water feature, it could be very hazardous because the, the fumes could be built up strong in a small little area. You never want to put the trichlor shock in a bucket of, of water like a trash can or a, or a five gallon bucket because it'll just be way overpoweringly toxic. So don't do that with the trichlor shock. And the last form of trichlor is the granular form. And this is a greatly misunderstood form of trichlor. This is like 99% active chlorine. It's super powerful stuff. And the pH is, of course, low, two or three, because they're just tablets ground up and not quite as fine as the uh, trichlor shock. And one of the things you have to know about the granular trichlor is it can stain pool surfaces very easily. So you never want to use it in a vinyl or fiberglass pool. I use it for black algae, sometimes for a really bad green pool if I know that the plaster is white or the plaster is in bad shape but I'll never put it in a brand new plaster pool. That's a definitely a no-no. I'll never use it in a colored plaster pool unless the colored plaster pool is really old and it has, you know, you can tell when a colored plaster pool is at the end of its life, you have a lot of modeling in there, different colorations. 
and it won't matter if certain areas are bleached out, but no colored plaster pools, definitely no new white plaster pools. And Pebble Tech, you know, it just depends on how much of the trichlor you use, the color of the Pebble Tech, if it's a dark Pebble Tech, or if it's um, like a blue colored Pebble Tech, definitely don't want to use it. And if the Pebble Tech is really old, it's pretty much fine in there. So kind of use caution, kind of use common sense when using the trichlor granular. If in doubt, don't use it in the pool. Um, never pour it into the skimmer, you know, because the pH is so low on that. It's going to go through the equipment, through the pipes, through the heater. Could cause damage, especially if you pour it through the skimmer and you turn the pool off or the pool turns off before it dissolves and all that trichlor sitting in there in granular form and the pH is really low. And it may even come out of the main drain and burn around the main drain area of the pool. So the only time you want to use the trichlor granular is if you've used it before, if you're experienced with it for black algae, um, maybe to shock a pool that has a really old plaster. But I definitely would recommend if you're new to the business, new to the service or for a homeowner, that you just don't use the trichlor granular at all. It's just too dangerous. It has too many negative side effects with uh, burning the plaster and staining the plaster. And the brand that I use is the Hasa Algae Band. This is the, it comes in a five pound, typically 10 pound bucket is what I get. And again, I'll use this for black algae treatment or treating stubborn algae. And I, I know from experience which surfaces it's safe on. If you do use it, you wanna sprinkle it in the pool so it doesn't pile up in any areas. I, I usually turn the pool off so that there's no cleaner moving in the pool. Of course, take out the automatic cleaner so it doesn't get damaged. And uh, tell the homeowner that you put some really strong chlorine in the pool. They can't use the pool for a week because with that, if you put five pounds of trichlor in a 15,000 gallon pool, the chlorine level is going to be um, extremely high. So keep that in mind. If you do use the trichlor granular, use it with a lot of caution. And if you're new to it, I would not use it at all because it could damage the pool surface pretty easily. And then there are two that I, I never use on my route. One is lithium um, hypochlorite and the other one is gas chlorine. So I don't use either of those. And the other type of sanitizer, I've done a couple podcasts on this already, which is a saltwater generator. This will actually produce the same element as liquid chlorine and put it in the pool for you. So saltwater generator is a great alternative to any of these chlorines I mentioned here. And you can pull up um, a couple of my older podcasts when I talk about saltwater pools and a saltwater system. So definitely would recommend a saltwater system if you don't like all the chemicals that I just talked about in this podcast. And then the non-chlorine shock, I, I hardly use that uh, because one, the price is super expensive. It's like $5 for a one pound bag and I don't really want to buy a bucket of it. So I don't use the non-chlorine shock mainly because of the price point. It's just not cost effective. And realistically, you could just um, raise the chlorine level up and have the same effect that non-chlorine shock would have in the pool and for half the price. So I just don't use the non-chlorine shock on my route. So there's an overview of the different types of chlorine sanitizer that I use, liquid chlorine, calhypo, dichlor, and the trichlor and all the different forms of it that I use. And again, default liquid chlorine is the best. You're not going to have any issues with it. It's fast acting, it's safe for all pool surface types, doesn't have a lot of side effects, so 
Liquid chlorine is excellent. I definitely would stick to that as my main sanitizer if you're doing pool service or if you're a homeowner, liquid chlorine or bleach would be my two choices for you as a sanitizer. If you need more information, you can go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. At the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned the app that I created. It's called Swimming Pool Learning. I probably forgot to mention the name of the app. And just get that at the Google Play Store and hopefully eventually on the Apple Store also. And you can find more resources on my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. I have an ebook, I have a print book, and I have lots of resources on the website. If you do pool service for a living, you definitely want to check out my coaching site. That's on my homepage also. Click on that link. It'll take you there. I do one-on-one coaching at different levels, and there's a lot of great benefits by joining the coaching group, including discounts on liability insurance, a discount on the Riptide pool vacuum system, and the group chat that I have going there. Plus, you can text me and call me in real time, which is a great benefit if you're starting out in a business or just need more one-on-one help. So you can find more about that also on my website. Hope you found this podcast helpful. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy skimmer everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app